You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. I hope everybody enjoyed the holidays, had a great new year, and back and ready to get back in the swing of things. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I hope hope you had a great, great holiday break. Um, and Merry Christmas and uh, looking forward to the new year. And uh, so we're going <clears> to, <throat> we're going to kick off 2022. I can't believe I'm seeing that I know. <laughs> uh, with uh, a favorite topic of mine um, works with QuickBooks. It's a phrase that I've heard people say uh, apps, you know, they say they work with QuickBooks, but there's always <laughs> the devil's in the details. And that's what we're going to we're going to talk about. And we, it's not like we have a devil here today, but we're going to <laughs> we're going to be talking about the, this phrase of works with QuickBooks and talking about the good, the bad, the ugly of accounting integrations uh, with our guest book uh, bookkeep today. Jason, CEO of Bookkeep, is going to be joining us here today. So we'll go ahead and get started. Michelle, who are you? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle Long, CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship, owner of Long for Success, contract trainer for Intuit for a long time and really enjoy that. Author of several different books. Check them out if you're interested. And there's the link to our Facebook group, which continues to grow rapidly. It is very active. So you guys can join us there after the fact to continue the discussion. My name is Dan DeLong, your co-host today, also a co-host of Workshop Wednesdays, where I was thinking uh, yesterday or tomorrow we'll be talking about workmen's workers comp. So quite a quite a flux from one topic to another. So we'll definitely be shifting gears uh, tomorrow on the workshop Wednesday at schoolbookkeeping.com. Also doing the tech editing for the QBO for Dummies book series. Uh, so Jason, uh, introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about it. It's quite a quite a Quite a list of <laughs> things we got going on here. Who are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Jason Richardson. I'm the CEO and, and founder of Bookkeep.com, um, and I've been in accounting software and uh, automation for my entire career. I worked at Price Waterhouse out of college. I um, doing portfolio management, which is accounting software. Um, I started a payments company called Internet Cash back in the 1999. Uh, go go days, um, and then when that all blew up, I went on worked on Wall Street, where I also built accounting software um, and did some trading. And then I went into retail, so I actually still own uh, one wine store. I just sold my other wine store in Manhattan to the guy who's been managing it for for many years. Uh, I used to also have a grocery store and uh, called the Green Grape, and uh, and that led into me starting a company called Shopkeep, which is a point of sale company. Uh, and it was the first iPad point of sale company, uh, cloud-based iPad point of sale that uh, then uh, was recently sold actually to Lightspeed. And over the last couple of years, I've been doing accounting for my businesses. And that has kind of led into what we do now at Bookkeep, which we'll get into some more later. Yeah. One of the things that I think is really awesome about your story, Jason, is that you found a, you found a problem and decided to become your own solution. And and that's that speaks volumes for for the for what what we're going to be talking about here today yeah. is that when you really understand what the problem really is, getting to the solution is 
is uh, yep. is easier and and more thorough. I guess is is probably the the, the better best way to say it. Wouldn't you agree? I, I I agree. And you know one one of the things that I did with book or with Shopkeep was I was a retailer. I built the point of sale software for my business because I wanted to be able to get access to data remotely. And all most point of sale systems were pretty old school, running on Windows, which was a lot of maintenance. Here at Bookkeep, uh, it's something very similar. We actually have a client accounting services team of three full-time accountants and 50 bookkeeping clients. And that is where the Bookkeep software has grown out of. And I still work every day with that team, understanding the issues that bookkeepers and accountants go through every day, mostly bank feeds, email or connections, logins. Uh, a lot of misery around that uh, that we're trying to solve, but um, absolutely, we use we use Bookkeep software with our client accounting services team, and so we really do understand what what bookkeepers and accountants deal with every day. Awesome. Uh, so a little bit of the housekeeping here. Um, currently, we don't offer CPE for the QB Power Hour webinars. Sad to say, but we are looking into to ways to be able to to bring that. Bring that back to to the fold, but we'll keep you updated on that. If you have specific questions about the topics that we're talking about here today, uh, go ahead and put those in the Q and A. We do have uh, some extra folks from from the bookkeep team uh, to be able to answer some of the some of the direct questions about some of the things that we might might be talking about here today. Uh, if you have just regular chat comments, uh, go ahead and enter those in the in the chat, uh, we will actually a- have a poll question that, that will ask you to uh, put it, put something in the chat because it's more of a free form uh, type of type of question. Uh, so that's for the for the chat. And then we also have uh, every, every webinar, we always have the question, where are the handouts, right? The, <laughs> the handouts are uh, on the QB Power Hour website. We have the uh, you know, QB resources or qbpowerhour.com slash resources site, which has all of the um, the 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 uh, the handouts and, and PDFs of, of every webinar, as well as the, the you know the blog articles and and, um, and and webinar archives as well. Uh, so a little bit about the what we'll be talking about today. Uh, we'll talk we'll talk in general about finding apps uh, that work with QuickBooks Online and, and desktop. How do you go about you know, finding those things as well as the, the the settings, because as as we'll talk about with Jason, sometimes those settings need to be updated, and you need to know where to go to find those settings. So some of them are, are uniform, and as we'll talk, they're not uniform <laughs> with between yeah. one app to another. Um, and then we'll talk about why some apps are are bad, and uh, talk about a little bit about the worst of the worst. Uh, but we'll also talk about some of the best of the best, and then we'll we'll transition into what Bookkeep is and 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 how Bookkeep can help uh, with managing some of these uh, app quagmires that we <laughs> that we end up having with uh, with our clients. So the first question, uh, poll question that we'll start off with today is, um, what version of QuickBooks uh, are you using uh, mostly for for in your firm or your practice or your personal? Uh, personal QuickBooks because because Bookkeep itself, Jason, right? It's it's designed specifically for for QuickBooks Online, or or do you have a, a desktop? It, we actually are agnostic, but we don't have a desktop integration. But we do QuickBooks Online zero and NetSuite and Intact are um, in a sort of a preview mode uh, this year now. So we what are and I'll show it later in the in in the webinar, but. Our system is designed to really work with any accounting platform, 
except desktop, unfortunately, because desktop is hard to uh, automate, unfortunately. Yeah. But we, yeah. we are looking into it right now. Yeah. Well, Jason, I want to thank you for joining us today and bringing up this topic because I think it's a great topic. A lot of our accountants and bookkeepers, you know, the clients are wanting to do these third-party integrations and connect with these right. apps and everything. But, you know, accountants and, and bookkeepers aren't trained on the technical side. You know, and when right. you start doing these integrations and things don't go as planned, sometimes that's kind of out of our skill set and everything. And so I love yep. what you all do and offer and how you simplify and eliminate some of those headaches for us and stuff. So I think it's a great topic, very timely here at the beginning of the year is a perfect opportunity for people to be implementing, you know, new apps or changing some of the right. setups that they have. So very glad to have you here yeah. and love the topic. Yeah, happy to be here. And I know it, it really is becoming, you have to be an app integrator. Like yep. even if you're a single accountant, it's kind of like when I was at Price Waterhouse, like I worked on the account, uh, the, the um, software services side, which basically did software integrations, you know, for their accounting clients. And as a QuickBooks Pro advisor, a single accountant now, you basically have to do that for your small business clients too. It's, yeah. it's there's so many apps that they're using that, you know, one of the reasons Bookkeep started with the with our software is that your clients don't tell you or don't care that you're adding a new app that or that they you know they don't care about you when they add a new app to their sales right. channels. You know you're the last to know. You see it in the bank feed, right? And <laughs> um, so our goal is really to be there and be able to capture that data for you. Um, eventually, we'll be able to tell you that, hey, they just added this new app and we can automate that for you and we can turn it on for you. We're not totally there yet, but but we're getting to that, into that direction. So we're there to support that need. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, ways apps work with QuickBooks, you know, because there's, um, you know, you, you could probably, uh, Jason, you could probably tell us a little bit more about, mm -hmm. you know, the process that an app, an app yeah. company goes through to get, mm -hmm. uh, to get to, to work with QuickBooks, but they're, they're just because, um, you are an app and you say you work with QuickBooks doesn't mean that you're vetted, right. right to, to do so. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I saw that a lot when I worked at, at Intuit and, um, you know, some, banks uh, avoided, you know, setting things up the way that Intuit wanted them to go into the bank feed. So they would just create an IIF mm -hmm. file, <laughs> you know, to, right. that, that would allow you to import, but that then superseded the whole, the whole bank feed center. Uh, but but yeah. the way that an app, uh, an app company or development company becomes an app that works with QuickBooks, they have to start by going to the, the Intuit developer network and downloading uh, an SDK that works with the a API. Could you explain a little bit what mm -hmm. those um, what well, that means? An yeah. SDK and an a API. Well, in general, I mean, basically, you um, it's not even an SDK anymore. That would be something you would download. But really, you work um, you write to their API, which the application programmer interface is what an API stands for. Basically, they give you the ability to create records, delete records, uh, change records, view rec, you know, view information out of QuickBooks. And that's what we work with. You, you can't just show up in the app store though. They do actually do an approval process to make sure your app does what it says it's going to do. Um, they actually vet your security wise. Like we've gone through their bank level security review where they actually scan our, our platform to make sure that, that we have security on our platform. Um, so there is an approval process. Um, 
anyone can build an app in the QuickBooks App Store, and that's the problem. Uh, and, and I think in, Intuit is finding that um, there's a lot of junk in their app store, which is causing a lot of people to be frustrated when they download and use an app and it doesn't work well. So I think I, I have heard some rumblings that they're trying to get a little more um, rigid about their approval process, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, you should, you know, they should, the app should work. They should understand what accountants need um, when they build these apps. So typically how long after you've created your app and submitted it to, for the approval process, how long does that, that approval process actually take? It's pretty fast with QuickBooks. Um, it, it can be, um, uh, you know, a month or, or less, the, the process. It's not, it's not terribly, okay. terribly long. So I like mean, they, you're, yeah. you're sitting there waiting for the, the, the gold star or the seal of approval um, yeah. before you can actually advertise, right? Or is that not you, the, not the yeah. Well, there's two different things. If if it's in the app store, that has to be approved. You can still actually build an app. So if you wanted to build an app for a client, you know, custom, it doesn't have to go into the app store. So it doesn't need approval. You can actually launch it and get access to the data. Um, you know, if you are able to manage an engineer, which is not an easy, easy thing to do, um, you know, but um, just finding an engineer on Upwork uh, to build you something might seem easy. Uh, Upwork wants to make you think it's easy. But uh, managing an engineer, getting the engineer to actually do what you verbalize to them <laughs> is a very difficult thing to do. Um, so um, as I've learned from writing, I write my own software now, but uh, I've, I've learned how to write software in the last year, a year and a half, actually, through COVID, um, so that I can better work with our engineers. Uh, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> and, then, and then finally, the, the, the gold standard is being listed on the App Store, being able to be found uh, by by anyone that happens to be using uh, the software. Interesting fun fact, uh, Intuit owns the domain apps.com, <laughs> uh, which yep. uh, was even before, you know, anything dealing with the iPhone. They, they I think they bought it right. uh, some 17 years ago. Um, yeah. Small oversight by, uh, by Apple. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get to the app store by just going to apps.com. Or you can find the apps inside of QuickBooks Online, which is typically the best place to find those because then you can find them uh, for for yourself, for your for, for your firm, or for your clients. If you're using mm -hmm. QBOA, you'll see this find. You know, you go to the apps on the in the the client dashboard. Uh, you can go to find apps. Uh, you'll see the, the the client apps as well as the firm apps, as long as you're the the master administrator. Um, Finding apps for desktop is desktop.apps.com. So you can go to desktop.apps.com and find the ones that are specifically written for, for desktop mm -hmm. software. And, um, and then the there's reviews. another one for point of sale. <laughs> right. <laughs> what were you going to say, uh, Jason? I would say, look at, you know, when you definitely look at the reviews um, mm -hmm. and a lot of apps use, you know, there's a bunch of providers that, that will generate reviews for you. You can usually tell because they're like a single line and they all, pretty much sound the same. But, um, you know, I try to respond to clients' reviews in QuickBooks or on Shopify. You know, we respond if they make a review. The, uh, our reviews are, are real reviews. And you can usually tell by looking at the reviews if people are really using the app or, um, and that's, it is important to, I, I would say it's not the quantity of the reviews, but actual what they write that you should really look at um, because so many apps do use these services that are marketed to us all the time. 
hey, we can get you hundreds of reviews. And I'm like, right. I don't, I just want real reviews. <laughs> I don't want hundreds of reviews. So you always have to look at the app reviews to kind of get a feel for is this a real app or real people using it? And Jason, that's such a good point. And I would add to that too. Look at the recent reviews because these apps are updating all the time, just like QuickBooks is updating yeah. all the time. So when you're looking at the reviews, if you're looking at something that's a year old, they may have already addressed any kind of concern or issue that they had right. a year ago. So I agree with you about looking at the reviews and, and look at the recent ones I would add to that. And, and reach out to support um, and see if they're really there. I mean, our support will respond to you right away. Um, and you definitely want support um, if, if you want to know it's there, if it's something you're going to rely on over a long period of time. You know, one more thing I might add too. you know, we talk about going to apps.com or desktop.apps.com and that's a great place to go. But a lot of times some of our accountants and bookkeepers and, and pro advisors, a lot of times people just go to Google and will Google for an app to work with QuickBooks. So if you find an app that's not listed in one of the app stores, you need to do a lot more research and testing on that because Intuit, like, like Jason was talking about, Intuit does the testing and the vetting as far as security and all that stuff for them to be listed in the app store. So there's some apps mm -hmm. that are out, you'll find them on Google, for example, Expensify. For a number of years, Expensify was not in the app store because right. they didn't want to comply with Intuit's rules and recommendations. It didn't mean there was anything wrong with the app. But if you are going to be recommending that for clients, you right. have to do more work on your own vetting of it. So just keep that in mind. Good point. Michelle. I agree. Um, so in the in QBO, if you want to get to the app settings, well, that depends, right? So like you can go into the client overview um, and you can see what apps are connected uh, just by clicking on the overview section on the left side. You can see what apps are, are, uh, are connected, uh, but I have the same client here when you go into the, the app section on the QBOA dashboard, I'm, I would only be able to get to rewind in this case. Uh, because that's the one that I had set up. So you'll be only be able to see the settings for the ones that you uh, you yourself uh, connected, uh, or at least have been given uh, access to um, to be able to access those those apps. Uh, and then you'll get the launch button. You'll be able to go to the app from there, um, and then go go forth from there. Now, when you're, you're dealing with desktop, desktop's a, a, another animal altogether, uh, because in order for QuickBooks to um, to accept any third-party integrations, it has to have been sent a certificate and you have to acknowledge that. And there, once it's been accepted, there's an integrated applications sections under, under preferences. And you, as long as you're the admin or, or have the ability to uh, get to that preference and of course, single user mode uh, to be able to make any any settings, in, uh, setting changes inside a QuickBooks desktop. Uh, but here you can see you can, um, you know, grant access to uh, to allow the app to access it or change the properties to allow it to log in automatically with QuickBooks is desktop is closed. Uh, but that's where you would go to 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 change the settings uh, inside of those those for those apps. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll now have the uh, second one. Well, how many apps does your average client use? And and uh, Jason wanted to put a, a special designation about what is an app when you're when you're thinking about the number of apps that, that your client uses, not just with QuickBooks, right? You want to you're thinking just in, in what do they right. use to run their business? Exactly. 
Yeah. So like, do they use uh, Uber Eats? Do they use, uh, well, Gusto is, you know, Gusto for payroll. Do they use uh, when I work for time clock? Do they use, you know, there's, there's a bunch of apps that customers use that have effect on your, on accounting. So, uh, uh, and not all of them integrate with QuickBooks. Exactly. So we're, we're thinking in terms of just in, in gen, you know, all of the apps mm. that, that they would use to run their business, not that wouldn't necessarily need to feed into QuickBooks, but just what, what do they, uh, what do they use? Uh, what would you yeah. say you use in your business, Jason? Well, um, for the wine store, it's, it's still pretty, well, let's take the wine store in New York. So they use uh, square uh, Uber eats for orders Um they also use delivery.com for orders and I think also Grubhub seamless. So that's three sales channels uh, outside of Square. So including Square, it's four sales channels, four deposits in the bank account, uh, four systems that you need to track sales from. Uh, you can, some systems do post orders through the point of sale. Uh, in you know, a restaurant or wine store would be similar. So some of those tools do, but you don't get the proper accounting data. So even if Square is getting the orders from Grubhub so that you can fulfill them, if it's a restaurant or a wine store, they're not getting the fees. They might not be getting the correct prices, and that can cause your books to be off because your 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 deposits won't reconcile necessarily to the sales that Square says. So it can get kind of complicated, and that's one of the problems we're trying to solve with Bookkeep. Yeah, I had a yeah. um, I have a client that. Uh, He's like, I have three sales channels, Amazon, eBay, and, and Shopify. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're doing his books. And he's like, and I'm like, well, what's this Etsy and Poshmark? He's like, right. oh, yeah, that's uh, that too, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and in addition to that, they might be using a CRM and they might have email mm-hmm. or Slack mm-hmm. or something that they're integrating with the system as well. Something for, you know, mm-hmm. client refunds or complaints or a shipping app or, I mean, you know, a exactly. few years a few years ago, Intuit did a study asking small businesses how many apps they use, or, you know, surrounding their mm-hmm. business, including things like email and calendar and things like that. And it was actually like 18. And yeah. I was shocked, you know, because, you know, Jason, you mentioned a lot of those around the sales channel and the accounting side, but then there's so much more than that. And right. I actually went through on my phone and tablet and added up how many apps that I kind of use on a regular basis. And I was shocked how many it really is. Um, so it does quickly become a mess and cumbersome. Yeah, it really, it, it really does. And that, and it's becoming, it's getting even worse. And one of the things that I, I actually call, uh, accountants and bookkeepers, the voiceless group here, they, you really have no say in the fact of the matter that, you know, Grub, you know, Uber Eats, you know, your clients starting to use Uber Eats and Uber Eats has very poor reporting. It's very, very hard to get to. Um, so all you see is the bank feed uh, and all you see is the deposit from Uber Eats, which by the way, is net of fees, net of commissions, net of including sales tax, or maybe not depending on if they're paying it for you. There's a lot of complexity now in these deposits that um, unless you can get the full reporting, which is very hard to get from Uber Eats as an example, uh, you it's it's just very hard to do their books properly. And they can't and they can't then make decisions off of that because they can't categorize, you know, the the commissions versus the marketing fees versus whatever the fees. It's just this 
nebulous glob yeah. of money that shows up into their bank account. Well, and the, the other yeah. thing that I have a real big problem with, if they can't truly identify all their fees and everything, how do they really know, you know, is doing Uber Eats even profitable for it? How does Uber Eats exactly. profitability compare to Grubhub profitability compared to DoorDash profitability? And, you know, so if you can't get that underlying mm-hmm. info, if you're just getting a net deposit, you're missing out on so much data and they may be doing a sales channel that's not profitable for them. You know, you might be selling lots, but if you're not making money on it, it doesn't help. There's a question in the chat too about, um, well, well, two things on that point. I do believe like we can't get data from Uber Eats. We can't really get data from Grubhub. And I, and that's one of the things that I'm, I'm working on some ways that we can work together as an industry to be able to go together and say, Hey, Uber Eats, just, you know, when you create these tools, you have to think about the accountants because no one's thinking about the accountants. And we'll get into that a little bit in the, in the in this presentation. One question uh, in the chat was, yes, sales channels and sales channels and payment methods do overlap. So if you have a client that's using Amazon seller and Shopify, they may be pulling the Amazon seller orders into Shopify. Um, and you need to be able to ignore or include certain orders in order to match to the deposits. Uh, PayPal is also, of course, uh, one of the problems, if you're using the PayPal Connect app, it will not allow you to ignore any of the transactions. So you would then have to ignore them from you know, your Shopify connection if you don't want duplication. And, and I can explain that uh, later when we show what we do here. Yeah, so I stopped sharing. Uh, so we'll, we'll pass the baton uh, over it, to you, Jason. It? Now, you, you did this uh, presentation at Scaling New Heights. So if you see the hashtag... Yeah. Uh, scaling new heights <laughs> 21 yeah um that uh that will show i mean this this was something that you did as a as a breakfast right so now you uh now you don't have to go to breakfast in order to see what jason was talking <laughs> about at scaling new heights so yeah we'll do uh uh present all right we'll try this um we'll just go through this um so so why are app integrations so basically you know accounting integrations in my experience and probably your experience as well uh, is they're not really that great. Um, everyone says, you know, that's what the, the title of this talk is like, yeah, it integrates with QuickBooks. Yeah, right. That doesn't necessarily mean I want to use it. Um, and a lot of software developers build that QuickBooks integration to check the box and say, Hey, yeah, of course we're integrated with QuickBooks, but the accountant ends up not using it um, uh, because it's so difficult to use. Um, and the reason for that is um, many. Usually, software engineers don't understand accounting concepts. They might understand transactions, they understand fees and numbers, but what they don't often understand is how to do proper summary data, how to do accrual accounting, um, which is often how you want to post entries when you're dealing with a huge amount of data, uh, a huge amount of transactions, I mean. Um, integrating the QuickBooks is actually not that easy to do. It is really complicated. And then maintaining that connectivity to QuickBooks and dealing with all the error messages, often an app, like take Uber Eats as an example, maybe one of the, and I don't know anyone in Uber Eats, but maybe they didn't want to bother because their engineering team is like, I'm not dealing with that. You know, it's just like, it's too much. We don't have a team that can handle this. We don't want to deal with the integration to QuickBooks. And again, it's like, well, and some clients are using Zero, and some are using NetSuite. So what, we're going to build five integrations and have to manage all those? So often, because it's not easy to do, they don't do it. Um, 
what we mentioned before, sales platforms like you know some of these, a lot of these restaurant apps for sure. E-commerce is a lot better. They have APIs and they do think about the accounting aspects, but a lot of sales platforms don't consider the accountants to be their customer. Um, you don't buy their software. You don't make the decisions. You're not the decision maker. They don't think about you when it comes time to prop, you know, building proper reports. Uh, we even actually have integrations to some platforms in the cannabis space, and they don't even have reports. They don't even have summary reports a lot. Sometimes it's just transactions. <laughs> but if feel. you look at right, if you look at like Squarespace as an example, they don't do any summary reports. It's just here's a list, here's a download of your transactions, you know, and that just adds up and compounds, especially since everything is moving to e-commerce. You as an accountant bookkeeper are going to have to deal with a lot of transactions. And transactions don't work if it's a really busy customer. Um, your clients uh, also think it's your problem, not theirs. You know, I'm using this app, just deal with it. You know, go here, I'll give you a login. You can share my login and then they change their password and they think it's your problem. Uh, and that's why their books don't get closed uh, on time or accurately. Um, and as I mentioned before, accounts and bookkeepers, like, where are you going to complain to? Like, you know, Uber Eats doesn't have an integration. It really frustrates me. I can't even get anyone there to talk to me. So I'm trying to get, like, hopefully I can get all the bookkeepers and accountants in this country to, like, we can all band together and I can go to Uber Eats. We're already trying to do it with, uh, with one large client uh, who uses uh, DoorDash. We're going together to DoorDash to try and say, guys, let us help build this integration for accountants because they need it. Um, and I have some other ideas that, that we're trying to do there, but but this is kind of the reason is a lot. There's there's just there's a m- multiple reasons um, that integrations end up being so poor. So what I mean by bad is usually dumping sales receipt transactions, just dumping transactions. You connect Square, that Square's original integration to QuickBooks that was built with Square and QuickBooks together. All it did was dump transactions. So you connect a lot of people, even when they connect to Bookkeep, they're like, I don't want to connect Bookkeep until I know what you're going to do because they've been burned by apps that just dump transactions into QuickBooks. Um, that's bad. Can't find the settings. I'm going to show you that in Gusto. I'm just, I was just playing with it beforehand. Can't find the settings. It's very hard to find. Um, let's see. Why is this? Oh, I'm on the wrong screen. Um, settings make no sense. Hard to manipulate. Again, because often the product managers at these software firms, their users are not accountants. Their users are the people who are making sales. Their users are the people building the websites that make sales, you know, or building the app so that customers order from your store for restaurant. You know, they don't think about the accountants. Um, a big pet peeve of mine, and I'm sure, you know, without realizing it, you know, consciously you see it yourself. If you're posting something to QuickBooks, show me where you posted it. Give me a link so I can go and see in QuickBooks what just posted. Nobody does that. I mean, it seems like the simplest thing to me, but most apps don't do that. Um, you know, having a pretty simple log of what was created or the ability to um, uh, have an audit log and, and, and see updates as well as creations of entries into accounting. Often apps don't have that. Duplicating entries because they're not using duplication protection, uh, that's a big no-no. Um, error messages, and again, like QuickBooks Zero, the error message handling is pretty complex. And most app developers, once they build that QuickBooks integration, they're like, hey, it's done. I, I don't want to work on this anymore. And so when customers are like, hey, there's some weird error, they don't even care to help you with it. Um Okay, so and, would you would you say uh-huh. that it's uh, is is it because it's just harder to to program that they 
that they don't do go the go that extra mile or is it um you know they don't the the the, they don't the damage control the, seems like a big thing like being able to undo or roll back or yeah. or link to or update because uh, when things don't go right then you've got to peel back the layers well, of the onion and usually there's some tears involved exactly it really just comes down to priorities they don't necessarily want to prioritize an engineer or a product person to be on top of the quickbooks integration unless it's really an app for accounts like payroll apps of course are a little better than most even though i'm going to show you some that are difficult <laughs> but um but like square doesn't care about the accountants square is becoming a bank now and they now have savings accounts they now have a debit card and all of that information is unavailable in their own integration and they don't even make it available in their api so i can't even get access to the data uh, hopefully we're we're working with them to hopefully we'll get early access to that. But but really it comes down to priorities. Their priorities is always selling more, and it's never keeping track. You know, never helping the accountants uh, deal with the uh, the uh, end results. Um, so let's just take a look at some of the worst. I don't want to say worst, but these are these are just some frustrating ones. Um, you know, so Square as as probably a lot of people on here have seen. Their original inter in integration would dump transactions. Now it's a lot better. They've updated it in the last month or two. It will actually do summaries um, and it will actually give you a heads up that, hey, uh, you know, how many days do you want? And by the way, when I say litter with transactions, Square will post a sales receipt for one order and then the payment against it for that order. And then it will also post the deposit. So you could literally have hundreds if not thousands of entries for a single day in a regular business um that you know doing 100 sales a day if you're if it's a grocery store it could be thousands but um retail you know a couple hundred uh, or you know up to 100 a day times two and then the deposit and if you decide you don't like it you got a lot of cleanup to do um it, there's no settings in the square app to manage the integration i'm going to show you in a second that there's no settings in uh quickbooks either uh, I, I was just playing with it. And I'm going to show it to you. Um, if you call Square, they will say call QuickBooks. Yep. If you call QuickBooks, <laughs> they will say call when it comes Square. To, uh, comes yeah. to support between the exactly. two. Exactly. And that's why we exist. You know, Bookkeep is in the middle. If you call us and say, I can't get my data from Square, we will be able to see what's going on on the Square side. If you call us and say the posting didn't work to QuickBooks, we will look on the QuickBooks side, but we can understand and troubleshoot the issues. Because like the accountant, we're the middleman too. And we, you know, we understand the technology. Um, new integrations with summaries. Yeah, so uh, this is basically, this, this is the new integration that came out in the last two months. It does allow you to summarize now instead of posting every transaction, which is a good thing. But it summarizes it by payment type. This is not accrual accounting. Um, what I, my history in retail and accounting going back 20 years now, when you post a summary, a Z report, you post a summary of the full day with all sales deposits, I'm sorry, all sales discounts, returns, sales tax against all your payment types. And then when the payment types hit your bank account, then you reconcile those. With Square, it's basically posting by payment type into separate journal entries or sales receipts, which is just a little bit messy to deal with if you're dealing with multiple payment types, if you're bringing orders through. And so that is not necessarily the right way to do it. And I, I don't need to go too much history there. 
no historic data loads. I just I just went through it. Um, I'm going to show you in a second here. Um, PayPal. The PayPal Connect somebody app. Just, somebody just put in the chat. PayPal makes me nuts. Any ideas for that? Yes. It's like they yes. knew the we next a, slide was coming. <laughs> we have an integration to PayPal. Uh, it does summaries where summaries are important. It does transactions uh, for expenses. And it it works a lot better than the PayPal Connect app because it's it's done based on what accountants want. So with, if you're using the PayPal Connect app, it's built into pay, the PayPal built with into it. Every single transaction will sync. It looks like the bank feed. You cannot ignore transactions. So if you're using us or another app to pull your Shopify sales in, you're going to get the Shopify sales that were transacted with PayPal as the payment method. And you're also going to get them from PayPal individually. And you can't ignore them from PayPal. So if you're using Bookkeep, you can't use the PayPal Connect app. If you're using um, you know, even A2X, which is a, another app that does Shopify, you can't use the PayPal Connect app. I think you can uh, ignore uh, with A2X PayPal transactions. But the PayPal app also, because there's so many transactions potentially involved with PayPal, um, it can be a real mess. Even PayPal should be summarized. Um, Posting sales receipts against the PayPal, it's basically two entries. It's really, really hard to reconcile against their PayPal bank. Uh, it's very hard to understand how they're posting those. Um, right. And so, and you still have to manually do something here. You can't, you, you can't set, uh, if, unless I'm mistaken, you can't set rules on the PayPal Connect app. So remember my mapping for this transaction and always post it that way. You still have to go in and manually put them in. Um, so, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you some of these in a second. And then Gusto and JustWorks are, are payroll. Uh, updating settings is hard to find. That's, that's an example. Dropdown's not searchable. If you're doing mapping, you want to be able to search your account, your GL accounts by name. Like you should be able to, you know, type, type in and, and it should fast filter for you. Um, no way to find posts from Gusto to QBO. I'm going to show you that. No way to adjust postings. Um, Gusto does accrual entries, JustWorks doesn't. And, and here's just that picture there of that example. Um, so I want to go to real quick now and show you some of these examples. Um, here in, in Gusto, actually, I'll show you this here, then I'll, I'll, I'll jump to a real live uh, demo. But um, here in, in JustWorks, for example, when you're, let's look at the mapping first, right? You have sub accounts. Um, when you have sub accounts of GL accounts, you want to understand that they're sub accounts of GL accounts. Here, it's not very clear what's going on. Even it does; these are sub accounts here, but I don't see the um, I don't see the breakdown of that, and I can't fast filter in search here. Um, in addition, here's another example. They sent it on ten ten. Okay, great. What, where's the journal entry? Why can't you show <laughs> me a link this, to the journal entry? Was sent. <laughs> yeah. And what happens when I click this button? Is it going to send it again? Is it going to update it? And I'll tell you the answer to that. It's going to send it again. You're going to get duplicates. Um, that, that's just works. I had just happened to use them for payroll. Um, uh, same with Gusto. I was actually trying to find this in the live and I couldn't even find it. Here it says ready to sync and click the button sync. It will actually then refresh. I don't know if my screen will show it. It won't, but um, and show you that it was posted. But again, no link to what was posted. No understanding of what if I click this again, what's going to happen. Um, and then from here, it's like I want to change my mapping. Where do I go? They don't have a link back. 
to that. Like they just don't, it's, it's always sort of an afterthought because it's a very specialized thing what accountants do, but a lot of these apps still, Gusto is actually is not the worst. Um, they have a couple apps and they obviously focus on accountants. So they're getting, they're getting better. But um, so let me just show you um, before we go to that, uh, that was that just works thing. Uh, is it going to take me to the screen that I want? Uh, yeah, the mapping screen. I mean, just, just as an example, I've been trying to post some entries and it's telling me I have an error. It's not telling me what the error is. It says one of my mappings is wrong. I don't understand from the screen what mapping is wrong. There is no examples. Maybe this one isn't mapped, but I did find another one. Like I don't use that one. So I, it looks where's, to me like everything's mapped. We're looking for red here, you know. And <laughs> right. No, there's no red. Exactly. And and when I go and post, I won't show you that because then I'll show you my payrolls. But um, <laughs> it just gives me an error that says there's a mapping issue. So then I come here and I'm like, uh, what? Where's my mapping issue? So 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 that's one example. And then uh, Gusto here. Let's see, how do I make that go away? Um, is is somewhat similar. Here's my. Um, I love that they do actually do a cruel entry of your payroll because as a retailer, I want my payroll to line up with my sales. I don't want it to be on the check date, um, but, or debit uh, date anyway. So they, that, that is a nice feature, but again, from here, I can't even find where my pay. I don't even see where to post my payroll history. Like this is my, I, I don't use this anymore, but um, like, even if I come in here, I can't even find, I, 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 where is this supposed to do QuickBooks? I can't even find it. Again, I don't use this every day, but, but if you think about this compound, if they're using seven or eight different apps, like I got to go to these different apps and know where all the settings are. And that is a lot of work for our clients. So, so obviously one of the things that you want to do is, um, uh, standardize on apps and our client accounting services team is going to start standardizing on the apps that we use with clients so that we know which apps and of course, we're going to pull them all into uh, Bookkeep. But um, before we get uh, to a demo of Bookkeep, let's um, do the next uh, poll question. I've been sharing the second poll all this time because I've been so riveted by what you've been saying. Uh, <laughs> so what, uh, the, what, what interaction or what integrations oh. have you had the most challenges with? Um, right. So, of course, we threw PayPal under the bus there. Um, yeah. and, and they're just their own, they're their own right. animal because they're, they're a payment method and then they could go across multiple sales yeah. channels and then you exactly. could use it to buy expenses. So it's, it's they're like, a bank. A, they're it's a, bank. a nor'easter. They have a debit of, card. <laughs> yes. And by the way, just to give a heads up, Square is becoming the same thing. Squares yeah. has savings accounts. They now have the debit card and they also have loans. Square is becoming a bank. Uh, without a bank feed. So PayPal is a bank without a proper bank feed. Uh, Stripe is becoming the same. And uh, you'll see a lot of apps, you know, the, the real big ones will try to do this. Not all of them will, but but you need a bank feed if you're going to be a bank. Uh, and a lot of them don't do that. Uh, they don't, none of them do that. Sorry. You know, Jason, I'm really glad you're here to share bookkeep with people and let them know how it works, because now more than ever, over the last two years, so many of our clients have added these third party apps because they've started selling online. And so now mm -hmm. a lot of our exactly. you know accountants and bookkeepers are seeing the ramifications of that and the mess of that 
And, right. you know, they're trying to figure out how to deal with it and stuff. So, you know, we've been talking about all these problems that they're encountering. I can't wait for you to share some solutions for people. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had no, said, because so, Don Bobbitt said, it makes you not want to use apps at all. And I said, no, you just mm-hmm. have to use the right apps. And I think that's the key here. All apps themselves are yeah. not bad. It's just you have to choose the right app. So I'm glad you're here to, to help us with that. It, totally. And sometimes you have to become, uh, that's what we're trying to do with our client accounting services team. I've, <laughs> but I get the pushback and I understand the pushback. I'm like, listen, this client cannot use ADP. We are not going to use ADP for this client. And they're like, Jason, I, I can't tell them that. You got to tell them that. I can't tell them that. I'm like, well, it's taking us six hours to do their payroll and get it posted. I, I, we're just not going to do it. And I know it's very hard, but you know, we're, we're going to switch into Gusto probably, or maybe to, um, uh, I forget the other one, but um, that has a proper integration. ADP doesn't have a proper QuickBooks integration. So it's, it requires a huge amount of report, report downloads to do the journal entries. So you do have to kind of standardize. To some extent, your clients aren't, will probably welcome a recommendation. Hey, we use Gusto for payroll. I'm going to switch you over. Um, it's going to be a lot easier and better. And, um, you know, they, they might welcome those recommendations from, from you. And, but in the long run, you're going to have to do that um, because otherwise your life is, you, you won't be able to scale. Basically you won't be able to add more clients, get more profitable uh, if you don't have automation because you're the, there's just going to be so many sales channels and payment methods that clients are going to use. So, um, okay. Others in the chat. I don't know. Let's, uh, where'd the chat go on my screen? Um, let's yeah, see. A lot of, uh, Venmo is another, you know, PayPal esque, you know, type of type of payment method. Ven- Venmo is, uh, is now PayPal and Venmo are now accepted at CVS which means you're going to have small businesses that are going to be accepting them as payments. Um, when you accept, you know, and w- one interesting thing is even if you accept square cash at the register, which one interesting thing that's happening is a lot of these apps are, I call it checkout hijacking. I, I don't know. That's not an official term, but like a lot of these apps like Square and Shopify are allowing the customers to choose how they pay without the merchant having anything to do with it. So Shopify now offers Shopify installments. When the customer sees, oh, I can pay with an installment, the merchant has no say in that matter. But what happens is the merchant's going to get a second deposit. They're going to get two deposits on that day if they decide to use Shopify installments. And so this is happening a lot and we do handle these situations um, and, and help you properly book them as well as alert you to the fact that they're happening. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. So um, let's see, let's get some bookkeep. Yeah. Let's, let's go into the demo now. Um, so. Uh, what, makes um, up a good, what makes up a good integration? Ah, right. Let's, let's do that real quick. Yeah. A good integration is. You know, in my mind, it's easy and fast to connect and, and also help your client connect for you without them having to be confused. If you have to tell a client, I need you to log into QuickBooks and connect this app, that it doesn't get done very well. Um, and so, you know, you need to make it easy for the client to do the connection so that you can then do the settings. Simple settings and a common user interface for mapping, which is what I'm going to show you, which Bookkeep does. Transparency of actions, having an audit trail, being able to see what was posted, being able to roll it back, being able to adjust it, 
never duplicate transactions. I mean, how much time do you spend having to, you know, when you're trying to close the books at the end of the month, having to deal with mistakes from apps? Um, you know, we try and really cut down on that. Uh, we, we don't duplicate with our app, but a lot of these apps do. And, and sometimes you don't realize it. Um, provide rich information to go back and forth and runs in the background. You shouldn't have, when you set up automation, we, we consider ourselves an automation platform, not a software platform, a automation platform. It does the work for you. And so you should not have to accept every single day of, of sales from Square into your books. Um, yet, you know, you write rules in your banking feed so that you don't have to do that every day, which I think could be done better by Intuit as well. But, um, you know, you want it to do the work for you and then tell you if there's a problem so that you can fix it in real time so that you don't find this problem at the end of the month. Um, so uh, real quick, some of the good before I get into bookkeep, Melio does a really good job. In fact, they do such a great job. You don't even realize it got in integrated. Like it literally is. <laughs> right. People don't even know. Oh, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Melio is, I don't know how they did it. I wish I could have that type of integration to QuickBooks. Uh, Zenit, um, auto review is a really great app for helping you, um, basically review your clients' books. It allows you to make edits within their tool. Um, it's a really neat uh, and well-done integration by um, a group that really understands QuickBooks. Um, and I'll just say the most important feature, Sherry Lee, is um, it uses our software. Uh, she's pretty well-known in Canada. You know, she just wants, she wants to be able to fix it herself. She doesn't, you know, as bookkeepers and accounts, you might be working late on Sunday night. You don't want to have to wait for someone to fix something for you if you're trying to close the books. Um, so... I'm going to get into the demo. Bookkeep captures accrual entries from 20 different apps. We have a single user interface. We log uh, and, and do bulk actions like run bulk history. We will never duplicate. We give you an audit trail. We give you rich information in the accounting system so you don't have to go back to our app or to the source app. And it also always runs in the background. So now let's do the quick demo. We have 10 minutes left, maybe only five. Um, I'm going to log in. I get logged out automatically here. Um, but you guys are going to come back because you've actually, um, you know, yeah. um, partnered with us for, for, for three more webinars. So yeah. we'll get to see more of, more of you, Jason. <laughs> okay. We'll do some more webinars, but just to do a quick demo, I'm going to show you, um, my, one of my wine, my live wine stores. So this is my account and, and in the bookkeep interface, I should say here, it's designed for accounts. So these are all different clients on our system. A lot of them are bookkeeping clients. Um, and you can jump between clients by, you know, quickly doing that. Um, and you can quickly see, you know, go to activity page and here's the entries from my wine store. So, um, like, this is posting to zero, so uh, that's not the best demo right here, but <laughs> I'll show you. I'll try and show you a different one. Um, and we give you, whether it's Square, whether it's Shopify, whether it's Grubhub, you get a summary journal entry view that you understand. You can see dropdowns for sales categories if you, if you want to post those, and you can do the mapping. This interface is going to change a little bit, but but mappings are smart. Like if I wanted to search by 4010, I can search 4010. If I want to look up, if I want to put this to income, I can do it. And they all work the same, whether it's Square, whether it's PayPal, whether it's whatever, all the mapping screens uh, work exactly the same. So you don't have to learn a new app and how the settings work with Bookkeep. You just connect PayPal and Bookkeep works the same. You connect Square and Bookkeep works exactly the same. Um, and, and you can look at your activity right there. Um, 
uh, we use Square in the wine stores. So um, that's what you're looking at here. And you can have multiple integrations in the same view. So let's go to, um, uh, do I have demo? Do I have the bookkeep demo, sales demo? I don't have that connected here. Um, uh, so uh, let's see which one I want to show you. I'm going to show you uh, an, uh, a Shopify store that goes to QuickBooks. So this is uh, also a client. And here you have multiple sales channels. So we also understand that within Shopify, there's multiple sales channels, as well as what we talked about with PayPal, um, wanting, wanting to exclude PayPal. We don't have that feature yet. Uh, you can use our PayPal integration, but we are eventually going to build the ability to ignore transactions done on certain tender types if you want to use the PayPal Connect app instead of our app. Here you have Shopify. They sell online, they sell through Tapcart, and they have some other options that they sell through. Each one of these can be mapped separately, and each one of these can be mapped uh, with their own um, classes as well. Um, so you can set separate classes for those journal entries. So then when you come into your activity feed, you can see these different sales channels. That's their online channel. That's their Etsy channel. Here's their tap card from yesterday. Um, the other thing that we do is, you know, we, if you want to go to 2021 12 and, and let's look at online, you know, we give you these fast filter options. Oops. If I spell it right. Um, to be able to quickly look, scroll down and be like, okay, 31 entries, I see that they all posted. So like if I wanted to verify that everything posted, it's right here. Now, the other thing I want to show you, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but um, is these links here. What I was telling you about, um, uh, let's go to that. Uh, I'll go to that client first. Unfortunately, like every app, you have to be logged into the client's QuickBooks in order for the links to work. Um, and again, also our app is designed so that you so that you don't have to log into QuickBooks because QuickBooks logging into QuickBooks online can be painful. Um, we, all, we all know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, literally, part of it is I just didn't. I, I log into QuickBooks, getting to the right screen drives me crazy. Um, luckily, I don't have to live in it, but we're trying to make that easier. So let's go to this client real quick. All right, so um, here's an example. So these links take you directly to the journal entry that we posted so that you can see what was posted um, and you can adjust it and come on. So here's that entry that I post that was posted automatically. And what I talked about sending back and forth, um, here we actually give you the URL that if you, if, if you have a login to this client's account, which I don't, um, it'll take you straight to the report that shows you these numbers. So you can verify that from right here in QuickBooks. Soon we'll be attaching also a CSV file of the orders included uh, with sometime this year to also give you all the detail here. But our goal is to give you the detail in QuickBooks so you don't have to go back and forth. And that's just some, another example of a lot of these apps, they're not going to go to that level of detail when they're building their QuickBooks integration. It's literally, we built a QuickBooks integration, check the box, I can throw transactions in, so I'm done. But we want to make sure that accountants and bookkeepers are happy. So even to that point, here are the sales for Shopify. Here's the date period, the date range, which is essentially a 24-hour period that these sales are from so that you can clearly see that this was from December 31st, this time period. That kind of information, adding it through, um, also is part of what we do. And we all also allow classing. Um, uh, if you and, then, um, and one of the uh -huh. things I, I think is, is superior about, about bookkeep 
is that okay let's say you you didn't split out the shipping for example of this mm -hmm. of this daily sales um you could make that change and then update the existing journal entry without Ex having without having to yep. un unpost it and repost it again exactly so if exactly that's the bulk update stuff that you're not going to get in other apps this mapping screen is taking a little longer but if if you wanted to map um you know a subcategory here all right, this is our new interface, so it's a little slow. This particular screen still needs some work. But um, if I want to map bags to a bags account, um, in fact, I can actually create a bags account um, right from here and um, and save that mapping. Okay, that doesn't work. So we haven't tested that yet. This is still our new interface. But um, I could basically do that mapping and um, and then go back to this page and I can select, say I just wanted to remap it and redo all of December. I can select all the dates that I want to rerun and it will resync the new mapping to the existing journal entry. So um, I'll just do one and show you. Um, I didn't change the mapping, but if I click resync, one of the things you know that we understand what accounts deal with, see that little one there? That means that there's been an update to that journal entry, to the same journal entry. So we maintain audit trail. So when you come in to look at that journal entry, um, you will uh, see the audit trail and you can come here and look at audit history. And then you would see that we, you know, it was originally posted on the first and I just sent the update, which basically was the same thing, but, but we do maintain audit trail for you, which of course you want in, in bookkeeping. Um, and, and that's all, you know, super important. And this works the same across whether it's PayPal, whether it's Shopify, Square, we do have Grubhub. Um, we are trying to add hundreds of integrations. Um, right now, these are the ones we have. Some of these are a cannabis uh, a point of sale. Um, there's more that are somewhat hidden and we will build to suit. Um, yes, we do at eBay. Uh, eBay is in the works. Um, if not, I, I, I have to check with our product people. Um, cannabis uh, restaurant is really just Grubhub, but we're trying to add hundreds of apps here so that you only have to come to, to bookkeep in order to manage all these connections and your mappings and your jobs. And we're gonna even add um, another page eventually where you can log in every day and see, okay, here's the problems I need to fix across all my clients. Um, and once I fix it, I know I'm done. We really understand what accounts do every day um, and give you one place to make make those changes. So anyway, who's, I think we're running so, out of time. And so who's your uh, who's your ideal client? Would it be the end business owner or or the accountant? No, it's the accountant. It's the accountant. So in fact, we have, I can't show it to you here. It's not in this news, but we do have a way that you can request your client make the connection for you. If they didn't, you know, say your client doesn't give you their login for Square. Sometimes Square, you have to be the owner to connect. You can uh, left click, send them a link. We'll eventually have a special button. Uh, that you can send the owner an email and say, hey, please connect Square so that I can manage the, the transactions, um, which is something, you know, the QuickBooks doesn't always do. That that whole process of getting that connectivity is hard. Um, and anyway, I want to just want to be aware of time. Um, that's really the quick demo. I, again, well, if you're interested in the next question, I think um, yeah. our sales team can follow up for more Let's information. Go ahead and if you launch wanna... that uh, last question if you want to learn yeah. more about Bookkeep because... You just kind of tip the iceberg. Yeah. Uh, and, on what, and Jason, what potentially you could do. Yeah. And, and Jason, yeah. I just want to say, you know, by creating uh -huh. Bookkeep and, and allowing us to learn how to use Bookkeep, 
instead of how to learn how to use Square, how to use Shopkeep, how to use Shopify, exactly. how to make changes, having one app that you can map and you can do things consistently among all of your clients and the various third-party apps. I mean, it just saves yeah. us so much time and it saves, you know, trying to contact Square. How do I change these settings or how do I do that? Yeah. Or how, do, you know, I, I think it's just a great time saver. It makes us way more efficient to be able to help the clients get the right information. So I'm really exactly. glad that you're you're coming back for more details on this because it seems like we have a lot of questions and a lot of interest here. Yeah, we'll do another demo, uh, and, but you're absolutely right. We wanna be the automation platform for accountants, bookkeepers, CPA firms, really automation. There's, there's software, QuickBooks is software, we want to be the automation platform that gets the data into the right places, properly booked, properly reconciled, nothing's missing, so that you as the accountant bookkeeper can clean the books up quickly, get reports out, you know, get your client what they need. And uh, so uh, we don't do nonprofits yet. We understand that's a huge problem. Um, we've been talking to some accounts that do nonprofit uh, transactions. Um, the complex, the, there's not a lot of necessarily complexity, only, only the donor stuff is something that we don't handle, but, but we are looking at adding nonprofit um, apps to our platform as well. Anything that takes payments and does sales, we want to be able to add to Bookkeep. Um, sometimes that's hard because like I said, Uber Eats and Grubhub, they won't talk to me. Uh, so <laughs> in the end, we're going to come up with a way to, uh, we actually are going to try and start a, a, a movement to get accountants and bookkeepers to, you know, uh, have a place to complain so that we can get some of these other apps to uh, to listen that you know that you need to help uh, with data exchange. The bookkeep water cooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and Jason, do you have a hard stop or could could we ask I you? Do. Okay. I do. I do actually. Okay. I have a call at one and and um, but let's um, again. Uh, anyone who's interested in a demo, uh, you know, or more information, our sales team can reach out and. Um, you know, we're, we're happy to show, show you a live demo and, and answer all your questions. Um, and we do, I think we are working on Wix. Um, it's on the list. I'm just scanning through. I don't know Vagaro. HoneyBook, uh, we can put on our list as well. Um, eBay, we do, yes. Um, and, and Square Deposits, yes. We, we handle the reconciliation of the deposits to sales. We always, we always post your sales summary on your 24-hour period in your local time zone. If it doesn't match to your uh, deposits, that's because your settings are wrong in terms of your batch cutoff on Square. In Shopify, you don't have any control over that. But those are the things that we understand. And you can always talk to our customer care about those issues. Um, and, and we do help with that. So I'll, I'll leave it at that and, and send it back. Um, right. Thanks, the Jason, for, for joining us. I know you have a hard stop. So if you need to, to drop mm -hmm. off while yes. we kind of wrap up here, we certainly... We'll look forward to, to seeing you back on, on the QB Power Hour because it's really exciting, uh, exciting stuff. It's like the Sauron's ring of uh, <laughs> of apps, you know, the one app to rule them all uh, type of thing where, where, where accounts and bookkeepers have, actually have a place to, uh, to to live and work and not be interrupted by, by, a, by an obstacle. Right. Uh, so and coming have up to on talk the, to. Uh, coming up right, on, the, on the QB Power Hour. Thank you. Um, care uh, coming up on the, the next qb power hour we'll, we'll be having path come back so now that you've got all this free time because you're using bookkeep uh you'll, you'll be able <laughs> to use path to 
to, to continue that path to advi- the roadmap to advisory. So I uh, hope you join us next uh, next Power Hour in two weeks on the 18th uh, to talk more about the roadmap to advisory with Path. Michelle, thanks for joining us. I know you've thanks, been kind of your trooper. Uh, <laughs> bad cheeseburger and uh and, and uh you still you still made it through <laughs> <laughs> thanks dan thanks everybody happy new year to everybody see you soon see you next time we hope you enjoyed listening to the qb power hour podcast if you have any questions feel free to ask them in our facebook group you can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com